Hi, good morning, and welcome to the ZP Vlog and Podcast. So we do this vlog and podcast every Sunday at um, 8 a.m. London time. Today it might be slightly different because um, what's happened is we've had a clock change in the UK. We've gone into what's called daylight um, or summertime daylight saving. And so some of you may notice that we sort of were slightly offset by um, one hour. But in fact, it is just a clock change in the UK. So let me jump straight into it. So what we like to do is we like to do a summary of the news from Zimmer and Peacock for this week. Um, we did put an article out um last sunday after the original vlog and the article is really around um testing of natural products so testing of natural products is quite complicated because these products are quite heterogeneous um if you have a chili then the capsaicin is hotter in different parts of the chili um it could be the same for black peppers the same for garlics etc that when you're trying to test analytes in natural products um, the products themselves are quite variable and so giving a kind of accurate answer um, is quite tricky. You can have local hotspots of molecules and other points within the sample which are actually quite um, dilute um, in terms of um, the analyte of interest. Anyway, we put a note out there this week um, about um, HPLC testing of natural products and also then... Um, we contrasted it with our work on food sense, and it's quite nice because when it comes to capsaicin, um, we've obviously done our own internal um, validation um, against um, HPLC, high pressure liquid chromatography, but then we've also had a verification done for us. Um, we didn't realize they were going to do it, but there was a university in the U in um, the US. Um, they did their they bought their own food sense um, and they essentially did their own report um very professionally done um and there's a guy there called um charlie rower so we're appreciative of charlie for doing his work on um verifying the food sense by using hplc methods um in his own work charlie and i've spoken to charlie and he does he does say himself you know actually the problem with hplc was we could only afford to test each sample once where of course when he was doing his food sense work he was actually testing it um, three times, you know, triplicate. So he was essentially more um, certain in his food sense results than he was necessarily in his HPLC results. So I think, you know, Charlie's assessment of food sense is it was um, essentially more rapid. That is definitely an advantage. He didn't have to send it off to the HPLC. He actually could afford to do multiple tests. Um and of course, um, HPLC is just intrinsically expensive. It's not really an option for, you know, most or you know many companies. So, I think Charlie um, was very appreciative of um, our technology. So that was a nice paper, and it's just to reflect that we you know we did put a note out there um, this week about the testing of natural products. Some other news from Zimmer we got this week. Um, you know, we do like to sort of you know put out really technical um sometimes commercial but you know information that's kind of relevant to the community something that we did this week um and was very relevant i feel was um we put out a video about um quality management systems so at zp you know we'll talk a lot about science a lot about engineering a lot around the technologies of science and engineering um but we then um our quality manager actually has put together a really nice video about um qms I mean, this was, 
you know, it wasn't a quick video. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a certain height, there's a definite, you know, quality even in the in the video itself, which is a reflection really of our um, quality management system at ZP. So we are appreciative of our um, quality manager putting together such a quality video. And so if you're interested in, you know, what is ISO 13485, what is um, QMS or quality management systems, I think essentially don't hesitate to contact us um, at ZP and um, appreciate the video coming from our quality manager there. Something else that we um, put out this week um, at 8 a.m. London time every Thursday, we do do a technical um, webinar. We try to answer um, questions that have come in from um, people during the week. Um, this week we'd had one about um, LSV, linear sweep voltammetry, and how to do a TAFL plot from it. Um, we'd had one on detecting heavy metals. Um, we'd had one on um, fabricating an immunosensor on a carbon electrode. Um, we'd had one really about microfluidics. And we were kind of saying, look, you know, with microfluidics, it can be... Uh, sometimes people design something that's just inherently complex. And so we need to be um, essentially shrunk and simplified. And then we also did one on um, cortisol sensors. Um, so every week, um, I think we haven't missed any weeks in the last two years. Um, we do do a, as I say, a webinar on um, for really for our for the members of our ZP Technical Zone, and we do discuss um, their questions that have come in for that week. Um, something else that's happening as well is we are having a workshop in May. Um, I'm just going to check the dates myself, but we do do a workshop, at least two workshops a month, one in the UK and one in Norway. So we do have a workshop in the UK, sorry, um, in May, and we, but we also do have one in, in Norway in May as well. So we have one on the 3rd and 4th of um, May. I mean, these are super useful because um, I don't, I just know we haven't had anyone come to this workshop and not think, no, actually this was worth it, you know, because we do put a lot of, effort the quality of the presentations is good everyone goes into the lab and does their own work i remember our last um one of our last attendees you know she was in the in the lab doing her own lab tests getting some good results you know so we're super happy with the um workshops that we get um and we have definitely can obviously carry on doing them we also um all the time at zp we're busy um in our facilities, making biosensors, you know, biosensors are something we essentially live and breathe. Um, and so we did get some, um, I updated some of the results that we actually had on our calcium sensors um, of recent. So um, we did test some calcium sensors at 0 0.110 and, um, sorry, 0 0.11 and 10 um, our calcium sensors. And it's kind of interesting to see because you see the signal is approximately doubling. And this is really a reflection of um, the logarithmic relationship um, that most iron selective electrodes have. That you go from, um, let's say, 0 0.1 to 1 and you then go from 1 to 10. And the signal essentially only doubles because it's showing a logarithmic um, relationship. So we're super happy um, with our um, calcium sensors um, this week as well. Something else that we've um, put out as well is that um, at ZP, I've, you know, we are unusual that actually we have this kind of, if we were to try and summarize ourselves in sort of one phrase, it would be sensor to API. And what sensor to API really means is 
look, we're really good at sensors and we're really good at putting sensors into applications. Um, but that sensor, it does require um, electronics. It does require um, connectivity often to the cloud. In that cloud, we're often doing um, the interpretation of that data into information. And then we do run an API policy and application program interface policy so that other people can actually get at that data by making what's called an API call upon us. Um, and so we describe ourselves as sensor to API. And so we do have some notes um, we put up online about you know what sensor to API um, actually means to us. But it's really a summary of our entire um, technology stack. And then something else that we put together this week um, was we have recently been stepping up. We've always been really good at the electronics for biosensors. Um, but we haven't had so many um, R&D instruments sort of for the R&D community. So we just put some um, sort of very engineering photographs up of um, parallel potential stats and just highlighted that, you know, at ZP, um, we are developing and manufacturing um, parallel potential stats. Some of these are used in um, people's equipment. Um, and some of these are actually then going to R&D equipment so that people can do the work in the lab. But we just wanted to kind of essentially highlight that. So, I mean, I think everything that you hear from a ZP this week is really does fit into that sort of census to API um, comment that I made earlier on. Um, and, you know, so the rapid testing of natural products, when we do the rapid testing of natural products, we test those products, but actually that data does end up in the cloud. Um, when we're talking about the QMS system, I say that we have a uniqueness, which is, you know, sensors to API. But when I wrote that note, we also put the word manufacturing in there because one of the biggest problems in the sensor space is actually um, manufacturing. It's the repeatability of manufacturing. So we, you know, and the only way you can really get good at something and repeatable is probably to follow a quality system. So it does fall into this whole, you know, sensors to API philosophy. Um, the ZP developer zone is really something that we think, you know, all companies should give, you know, something back, you know, in modern business, you know, modern business is really a conversation. So people can ask questions, we answer them, you know, and it's built, you know, it's having that kind of relationship. So we're happy to do our ZP developer zone um, every week. And I think really what, what came out of the ZP developer zone is, you know, we do obviously give, give free information, but we do find that especially you know, people in commercial entities, they really want to, um, they really want something a bit deeper. And so from that, from the ZP developer zone has blossomed the ZP workshop. So there is a workshop, as I say, in May. And then this whole census to API, you know, we'll do sensors which are, you know, testing Chile, for example, but we're then also that we have things like calcium sensors, these ion selective electrodes. Um, and then, Sometimes it's not enough to measure one analyte at a time. Um, sometimes you have to measure several things, you know, glucose and cholesterol and lactate and pH, um, etc. So then we do have this parallel potential stat um, capability. And also in an R&D setting, you just can't get enough data to make um, statistical assessments of um, sensors or of um, new assays. So at ZP, we think it is important to get you know a lot of data in order to make a, you know, a sensible decision around um that data what does that data really mean because when you just collect one data point obviously um 
you know the, the data point itself for some reason can have an error in it um, and you're making the wrong conclusion so at ZP we do try to make sure that we do everything in parallel so what I will do now is I will say um, I'll wrap up the vlog and the podcast for this week um, ZP will of course do its ZP developer zone on um, Thursday at 8am London time like I said there's been a slight t- um, clock change by one hour in the UK so that's why some of you may find this coming out at a slightly different time but just the clock change so if you want to catch up with zp don't forget our um zp developer zone webinar on thursday at 8 a.m london time okay thanks very much and have a good week